Hello and welcome to WanderCast, the podcast all about life and luxury, travel, and everything in between. I am Tiz Kavetza, Marketing Manager for Wanderlux Destinations, and with me today is the dynamic duo of Tara D'Agostino, Owner and Managing Director, and Jamie Jackson, Director of Sales for Wanderlux Destinations. Hello, guys. Hi, Tiz. So, Good morning. Morning. So today we're going to bring you another Wander You episode where our team will discuss industry related topics in a short amount of time, offering what we hope are some additional insight points, maybe some answers or spark a few ideas. And today's topic is travel tips from a road warrior, of course, inspired by Tara and Jamie and their journeys across the globe on behalf of our collection. So I think whether you are a seasoned traveler or new to globe trotting, it is always good to receive and share advice. And with that, um, let's take a moment to say hello again to both Tara and Jamie. I know it's been a whirlwind fall, so uh, it's so nice to have you guys to myself, I guess, on the podcast. (laughs) It has been a crazy fall. Yeah. And it's a great topic. I think we were all talking while we were traveling and, you know, just saying, you know, how do we get through each day? How we're living out of our suitcases, changing hotels every night and two nights and we make it work and we get by and have fun doing it. So we'd love to share our thoughts. Absolutely. And with that, I think whether it's like a quick trip to the Caribbean or two weeks in India, a month bouncing between Sri Lanka, Greece, Cyprus, our team certainly makes it seem so seamless. So let's dig in and find out how they do this. So Tara and Jamie, let's start at the very beginning, because I always ask this question, like, what are you packing it? How big is your suitcase? How do you fit like a month of life in a suitcase? Well, Jamie and I are very different. In that <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this answer. Oh, Jamie, I don't know. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? No, you go, because I want you to say how you pack. <laughs> yeah. So I have definitely, I am not that person who's like, oh my gosh, I can fit like 30 days of clothes into a carry-on and let me show you how, how I do it. Um, a part of packing for me, and this is something I realized very early on, is when I'm going to be gone for two weeks or more, I need to be comfortable. I need to have everything that I want. So I am the epitome of the overpacker. My suitcases are 70 pounds. I just am what I am. Our clients know it. And I just need to have all of my stuff with me. So that's me. Um, And Jamie is the complete opposite. (laughs) Right. But I I think one thing you should mention is your color palette, because that's Mm. something that you've really been doing a lot of recently. Yeah. So I do also pack in color or pack in theme. So my closet is organized by color. It goes from white to black with everything in between. There's short hang, there's long hang. So it makes it very easy to pack. So for example, when we were in Atlanta and Florida, and I was with the St. Bart's Taurus Board. My color palette was all really bright colors. Actually, the signature color was magenta that week. The (laughs) week before when we were in Albuquerque in Texas, it was all about denim and navy blue because it just (laughs) fit the area that we were going to. So it's like not only do I pack in color, which makes it easier for shoes and belts and all of the heavier items that we have, but I also coordinate myself with the destination <laughs> I and I, I made that. sure to just That's let great. you know how much I loved your Mexico theme because it was all black 
So yeah. I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually, I'm so proud of myself because that was a four night fam. And I did do that in a carry on. Normally with Mexico, I would have been brighter colors, but being that I had a connection in Houston, in Dallas, I decided mm-hmm. I'm like, it was too tight of a connection. I want my luggage. So I did go in a carry on and black was the easiest thing to do. But normally for Mexico, I would have been a, a bit brighter. Well, I enjoyed it because <laughs> I do. That's my favorite color of clothing. <laughs> Okay, so and then there's me. tell us what happens. What happens with you when you're out, yeah. when you're getting ready to pack? Well, I would say I don't really do that picking one color palette in true Southern fashion. I try to pick as many bright colors as possible when I'm traveling <laughs> to stand out. Like, because I feel like when we're in European cities and people are always wearing dark colors, I just want to like contrast them and be like, hey guys, I'm here. So um, <laughs> I, I go with as many colors as I can. And um, I tend to wear a lot of dresses. I am more comfortable wearing dresses, but also out of kind of laziness and the fact that I hate matching tops and bottoms. So if I can just find one thing I'm like perfect fits my day and I can you know either wear cute shoes or sandals during the daytime and then dress it up at nighttime with dressier shoes and some more jewelry so I feel like you can wear a dress kind of all day long and just easily roll them and that kind of leads to my biggest thing that helps me traveling is using packing cubes um, I use them and I kind of have one for my workout clothes one for dresses one for shirts one for undergarments and I can literally live out of there and find it to take anything out of my suitcase when I'm only in a hotel for a night or two. So that's what really makes my life easier. Um, And the other thing that I find really helpful to make packing not take as long is I have a travel toiletry bag and makeup bag. And so those are always ready to go. And I'm not having to take stuff from my bathroom cabinets and put it in every time. It's okay. This is my travel gear and it's ready to go whenever I am. Yes. I do the same thing. I use packing cubes and I either do use packing cubes or I catalog my clothing so you can see it all. So it's like, um, uh, folded into like little squares and it's literally like a file cabinet. And I do the same thing with toiletries. So yes. This is a very organized effort. And I have to just add, Jamie, you're like the, um, you're synonymous with the cute dress because (laughs) I'm always looking to see what cute dress Jamie's going to have when she's out there traveling. Yes. So, and I know we get a lot of feedback on that too. Where'd you get that dress? Where'd you get this? As in my recent Santorini trip where I didn't have an outfit for dinner. So I was like, let's go buy a yellow dress before dinner. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Um, And I do believe I was a bit of a bad influence on Jamie. Wherever we go, we shop. (laughs) And like, we don't shop a little bit. We generally shop a lot. I don't even buy anything (laughs) in the United States anymore. Um, But the other thing I wanted to briefly mention as well is I am so happy the fanny pack is back. I know they're not fanny packs anymore. They're belt bags. (laughs) But the fanny pack and or belt bag is the best thing because I always am wearing it when I'm traveling. And, you know, you can only have two carry-ons on the plane, but no one will ever yell at you for having something across your waist. So I am a huge fan of them. And also I just love having something on me at all times that you don't take Mm -hmm. off when traveling as well. That's a good point. Um, So let's, speaking of luggages and packing, let's kind of, let's just also talk about how keeping track of your belongings 
um, is so important because obviously we know, you know, things can get a little wonky on the road. Um, so what are your tips on how you handle tracking your luggage? Is there anything that you do that's special? Yes. Jamie, you want to go first or do you want me to? Well, I would say this is you because you started the AirTag trend. Yeah. I mean, I have literally been using AirTags for, year, well, some form of an AirTag. Actually, the first time I ever used a tile, and the tile came out probably 12 years ago, we were taking our children to France. And, you know, you have young children, you're walking around big cities, and of course, there's that motherly instinct. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally going to GPS my kids. So I bought tiles and I literally, they had a tile in their pocket wherever we went. (laughs) I think that's a smart idea. So I'm like, my kids, they're not getting kidnapped. But if so, like a kidnapper would take a phone off of them, but they're not going to know there's a tile in their pocket, right? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. also just, you know, you're just in crowds. And so- that's actually when I first started using the tile, but now a much more efficient version is the AirTag. I think for advisors, they're amazing gifts, pre-gifts for their clients, but I have a great story about the AirTag, actually two stories about AirTags just recently. I was going from, in May, from Bodrum to Naples, and we were you know, on the flight. We get off the flight. Everyone who had been sitting in either business class or who was... Um, had preferred status, we weren't getting our bags. And so I'm looking at my phone and clearly the bags are here, but they're on the tarmac. So I'm going up in the Naples airport, you know, not a lot of English in that airport. And I'm like, GPS, GPS, like the bags are here. And this plane is like ready to turn around. I'm like, no, the bags are on the plane. And I kept showing them and they had actually put all of the bags for business and preferred in a different Um, cargo area of the plane and they literally were sitting on a plane so had I not had those air tags because I was the only one out of that group who had air tags that plane would have turned around and flown back to Istanbul Um, so I think that was a lesson for everybody with me throw air tags in there (laughs) and then in July uh, we were going to India And it looked like, you know, United always tells you when your bags are loaded, you know, on the plane. So once you get that notification, you kind of like rest easy. We get all of the way to Delhi and we go to uh, the turnstile. Our bags aren't there. We're all looking because we were all travel advisors. So all traveling together, all of us had air tags in our bags and they were still in Newark and the airline still claimed that they were there. What had happened, they hadn't loaded 240 bags at the last minute. So I'm curious what kind of cargo we were carrying. But Mm. had we not had those air tags, um, we would have had to spend a lot more time in the airport. So it's just always nice to have the air tags. They're really, really, really important and they will give you a lot of peace of mind. And I've actually seen some videos where people are having the same scenario or someone has taken their luggage and they kind of just watch this luggage make its way to some part of a different of the city, a different part of the city. And they go and they actually pick it up. I don't know if I would do that, but it's good to know where your luggage is. Yes, for sure. Jamie, did you have anything to add? 
Yes. Um, I think the one tip I would add to this is one of my carry-ons is always a weekender. You do not want to weigh it because it tends to get very heavy. But in there, I always have like a day's worth of clothes, my bathroom products, my makeup, and my jewelry. Just in case if my luggage gets lost, I at least have the most important items. And I learned this lesson because I was coming home from London once and I didn't pack smartly and lost everything got stuck overnight in the city and didn't even have a toothbrush or anything so from then on I learned my lesson to pack and had something with me in my carry-on so that's my tip for that and what happens like what would be the thing that you would do should your luggage get lost and maybe or just completely delayed and you have somewhere to go I mean you can always go to the store right yeah, and like go to a local shop what do you and- think we shop <laughs> Yes, as Tara did we do every time. We had last year um, we were going from ILTM to Dubrovnik, so it was Nice to Paris, Paris. Oh, sorry, to Zagreb, Paris to Zagreb, and the connection in Paris was really tight. None of our luggage made it, so yeah, we shopped. Everyone went out and shopped, and in India, we all went out and shopped. Um, So yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) All right, so you're on the plane. You know your mm-hmm. luggage is there. All is well so far. How do you maximize your time on the plane? Because I know I've asked you guys, oh, do you sleep? Are you going to sleep? And that's usually not what you guys do. So <laughs> how do you prepare for that, for when you actually land and for that time zone change? Like, what are some tips that you can share um, to get kind of, you know, used to getting into a different time zone? Jamie, do you want to go first? Well, I don't know if I should say what I'm going to say with my boss present because I know that you always work on the plane. Um, But I actually do not do well working on planes. Like, I actually love when they're like, oh, Wi-Fi is not working today. I'm like, oh, fantastic. I can shut my brain down for a few minutes and just let it be. Um, I am a huge movie buff, but there hasn't been a lot of movies coming out the past couple of years. So I feel like there's not the best movies on board. Um, So my new thing is I download songs on Spotify and kind of get into like a music meditation mode. And that's where I catch up on my sleep on planes I'm very good at sleeping on planes trains and automobiles so I catch up on my sleep I can sleep for 12 hours on a flight and then get to my destination and go back to sleep again too um so that is one of my strengths I guess that I can do that um <laughs> Jamie we are such a yin and a yang that's why we're such a good team <laughs> exactly yeah. And I know this is boring, but I also stopped drinking on airplanes. I don't do that anymore because I find that um, it keeps me hydrated by just drinking water. I don't drink soda on planes anymore. And when I get to my destination, I feel so much better, um, you know, not being dehydrated. And I also try to make good eating decisions on my flights and in route. I feel like at a lot of flights when they feed you a lot on the international routes, I'm like, I'm not moving around or burning calories. So I don't know why I'm eating every three hours. So I kind of just am more <laughs> mindful of eating when I need to or should. And that probably makes you feel better once, like you said, like once you've landed, you feel hydrated, you feel refreshed yes. and um, better to prepare yourself for what lays ahead. And yes. Tara, what about you? Yeah. So as Jamie said, I am the crazy worker beyond the plane. Like I love <laughs> Wi-Fi. I love opening my computer. It's so funny. I literally go from waiting in the lounge on my computer working to 
sitting in my seat and working until we take off connected to my phone. And then as soon as I can get Wi-Fi, I'm on Wi-Fi. Um, but, you know, there are those overnight flights, those red eyes across the ocean. So I generally will work for maybe the first two hours or so, you know, then I have dinner and then I will try to get to sleep. Um, I'm not a great sleeper on a plane, but I, if I do have a nice seat, I can generally get at least a few hours. And I am also a big believer in if you need a little something to help you, you use a little something <laughs> as well as we stop at every pharmacy or wherever we go. So, yeah. And, you know, there's just certain things that I've learned, too, with jet lag for me when I land in Europe, um, especially because that seems to be where we're at the most in the morning. You just have to kind of grin and bear it. I always say jet lag hates two things. Jet lag hates sunshine and jet lag, jet lag hates exercise. So just start going. And if you can really make it through day one and get to sleep and even maybe take a little something for that first night, you will be in such better shape for the rest of the trip. And that kind of ties in with my next question, which was like, what are some tips that you can share when you first arrive? So that was it, like just making sure that you don't give in to jet lag, that you kind of push through it. Mm -hmm. Jamie, did you have anything else that, that you do that helps yeah, you? No. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Once I get into my room, I take a shower, get fresh change of clothes and either go for a walk or, um, you know, I like to ask for yoga mats in my room. So I might do some stretching. And the best thing if you can do it is get a massage. That's the most amazing way to kind of get those muscles loosened up, get the lymphatic drainage going and everything like that. And so Sri Lanka, thing when we got to our hotel, we're like, let's get a massage. And it was completely worth it. And as Jamie said, she doesn't drink. I mean, I might have a glass of champagne beforehand, but I generally don't drink on planes either. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Like drink yeah. water on planes. Um, you know, being in the air naturally dehydrates you and you can even feel it in your skin. So even bringing some mass to rehydrate your skin and to just keep drinking as much water. Every time they come around with water, make sure you're taking water. You just have to stay hydrated on plates. Right. Yeah. Good advice. So kind of just again, I'm always amazed about how you guys are able to just juggle it all, right? How do you keep up with all of these overflowing inboxes and to-do lists and social you know, media just, posts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if there's like a fam, so we know like this so involved because there's a lot of managing going on. There's the advisors and new contacts you meet and experiences along the way. So how do you do it? Uh, so for me, I think I, people ask us this all the time. Like, how do you do what you do? We can't believe you're on the road this much. We can't believe that even though you might have an out of office up, you're still answering your emails. And I think for me, it really has to probably just come down to pure adrenaline and that we know that we have a job to do and we have really strict standards for, you know, our business and, and the way in which we interact with our clients. And, you know, this is when we're on FAMS, this is our clients' time to shine. So for me, I think it's just adrenaline, um, just because I want our clients to be happy with the fam and our work. But really, it's just using, I mean, it's a lot of not sleeping, I guess, number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's just using your time wisely. So maybe getting up a little bit earlier, which I know Jamie, she is great at that as a morning person. I'm a little bit better at, you know, (laughs) staying up later at night. Um, Mm -hmm. But even just in transfers, like creating those posts in the transfer vehicle, if, if you can, I know a lot of people can't do that in cars, but for me, it's just using every bit of time to create, to answer, to stay in touch. Because also if we can't stay on top of our emails, we come back and it's just like, it could take a week just in catch up. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's just trying to stay on top of everything. And we also really do try to, um, put in some downtime on our fans. When we were famming during COVID, it wasn't as necessary, but now we really try to build in several hours a day because the advisors are working too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So for me, I think it's just pure adrenaline to just get it done, but also, uh, just using all of the time you have wisely. And Jamie? Yeah, no, I think those are all great points. And I would like to add, I think, you know, we have a small but mighty team. So when one of us is on the road, we always have somebody in backup, um, either check emails or if something is immediate and uh, an advisor or a client needs a response, they could reach out to one of our other team members. So we always have that confidence in, in all of us that we can all help each other while we're traveling. So I think that's really helpful. So as you said, at night, I might like skim my emails really quick and see whatever is immediate. And then I get up early. So I like... I have the fresh mind in the morning to kind of catch up on the emails. And, and as you said, a lot of times if we're traveling between cities, we have those car rides or transfers where we can get caught up on some things at those points as well. Jamie, I always think of this picture from one of your fans. I can't remember which one it was, but you had your laptop and you were giving a presentation on our collection um, on one of these transfers. So we're that psycho. Yeah, we're crazy. (laughs) Just I know you, you were in a three-hour car ride and the advisors were like, can you uh, tell us about your collection? I'm like, of course I can. And I pull out the <laughs> laptop in the front seat and I do the presentation as we're driving. <laughs> well, I love that. And I think also, you know, we lean on technology a lot. We just keep in touch that way. So whether it's a text, it's email, it's WhatsApp, it's through DMs on socials, we're all connected all the time. I always say this, seven days a week, we are doing what we're doing. And uh, we're always in touch with each other and with our the advisors and our clients. So yeah, and just to piggyback on what I said, what Jamie said, what you're saying, Tiz, I think what's so special about Wanderlust is everyone on this team is very passionate about what we do. We love what we do. We appreciate our clients. We appreciate each other. When I look back on these last eight weeks, what we have accomplished, I am so humbled I could cry because not only did we execute multiple FAMs and multiple sales weeks, but we kind of executed them nearly flawlessly. So I think the only way you can do that is if everyone is invested, but also if everyone is truly passionate about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, and I can say, um, absolutely. That is the truth. Uh, everybody, I think just really supports you and our clients. And we just, like you said, we love what we're doing exactly. and it shows. Mm-hmm. So now that you've kind of perfected the process on sharing your travels on social media, which I think a lot of times, especially on our fans, those advisors also tend to lean on that information that you're sharing as well. What are some tips on that process and why does that particular method work for you? Because I think a lot of it is probably organization um, 
but let's just talk about how that how that works for you and how it helps us after the travels have finished as far as like reporting or just you know future use yeah so this has actually been this has really evolved over several years at this point and I think when we think of Wanderlux you know our tagline is representation reimagined and so we're always thinking about like how can we set our, ourselves apart from everybody else and what can we do and so you know, these fans are a, a massive investment for our clients. Um, they're a, ma- a massive investment of not only finances, but also time. And it's great when you have, you know, your advisors with you, but it's even better when you can have just a huge reach. So we kind of started with this idea of a lot of advisors are so in the moment that they're not posting. And it's like, well, what can we do to help them be a little bit more active on their socials while the fam is in progress? Mm -hmm. So there's no pressure that they have to do it, but it's like, we'll literally just feed them the content. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like how it originally started. And now it's become quite perfected within our team. And so after, you know, especially if it's a DMC fam, after every destination, myself, Jamie, Katya, Olivia, who's ever on the road with the fam will do a complete recap on Instagram and Facebook and literally feed that recap on our group WhatsApp to the advisors. And we say um, plagiarizing is totally fine. No one gets in (laughs) trouble for this. We love if you plagiarize. We love if you can take portions of it and just put it out on their social media. Also, we're putting everything out on stories in real time and tagging everybody. So not only while we're in travel, are we getting engagement with those six advisors, we are literally getting so much more engagement, not just with who's following, you know, myself or Wanderlux or Jamie or whoever else, but also mm-hmm. who's following these other advisors because it, it coaxes them to also engage because they don't have to think about it. They can just put it out on their social media. The other thing, too, is, you know, we do our fam recaps um, that we send out to our database, and essentially the posts become the recap. So as opposed to, like, coming home and having to write the recap where you're kind of, like, looking back, we're doing everything in real time and putting those posts together, or at least this is the way I do it. And so by the end of the trip, I literally basically already have my recap done and everything Mm -hmm. is fresh in my mind when I've been doing the post. So that really helps as well. And we have found that the advisors are so thankful for all of this information. So it's not only are we taking them on the fam, we are literally giving them all of the tools to remember the fam, to recap the fam and to, um, you know, have all of the information for their future clients. So that's true. And I do know even advisors who are not on the fam, some of the feedback we've received is it's like inspiration for them. So they do appreciate having more details on the destination or services. So uh, we do get a lot of feedback on those on that. So posting on social has dual purposes. So it it kind of helps everybody, I guess, in the process. And with the um, fam recaps that we send to our database, I've literally had countless advisors come to me saying, I wait for these because I save them. And if I have to access it, there's so much good information. We're linking hotels. We're linking experiences. We're linking, you know, we are literally like 
handing these advisors itineraries, um, so to speak. So it's, it's been, it's been a really good tool and it's really, it's a, a ton of work, but I believe that that work has really paid off. And I think there's a good piece of advice here for <laughs> people that are on the road trying to build their business or maybe already established in the business that if you kind of follow something similar, you're saving yourself so much time on the marketing end mm -hmm. after the fact. Exactly. So that is actually a really good advice. Jamie, did you have anything to add? Yeah, um, I think that was very spot on what you said. And to add to that in the kind of pre-planning for it, I always go into my phone notes and I'm putting in all the hashtags and handles for our clients and for all the travel advisors traveling with us so that I can literally just copy and paste that into my post and make it easy to tag everyone into it because the advisors are always like, how did you just do that post so quickly? I'm like, well, I had everything ready to go and I just needed to put it in and pop it and hit go and it worked and they love sharing it as you said and I think one of the things that really makes me happy and I enjoy seeing is they see our posts they share our posts and then they take their the information and they put it in their own voice and I love mm -hmm. seeing that because every advisor has their own style and way that they do things in their own audience and we can just make it easier and as Tara said when you get home afterwards a lot of times you're out of that moment and you're you know you're not in that sunshine you're not in around the people where you can like really t say how you feel so by doing it in the moment makes it kind of that much more authentic too. Yeah, that is a smart way of organizing things. And even Jamie, I love that tip about just keeping all of those things in like your notes app on the phone, or we can just mm -hmm. copy paste it. Again, all little tips that really make a difference when you're on the go. Now, I know yep. we mentioned shopping. because It's, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty big theme here. Okay. So <laughs> And a favorite pastime. So I know, Jamie, you've always said that um, that Wanderlux Destinations likes to support the local economy when traveling. So exactly. why don't you share some tips, uh, both of you, on how you kind of source out those, uh, I call it treasure hunting, overseas yeah, I think, well, it's funny because when we go on our fans and our partners are always like, gosh, the North Americans really like to shop. And I'm like, yeah, they do. <laughs> because, you know, because you take it and you wear it home and you remember your experience and then people ask about you. And then it's a discussion later on. Like one of the things um, that we do is if we're at a resort that's a golf course and I always buy a golf hat because we wear hats all the times and people are like, Oh, what's Costa Navarino? Where is that? And I'm like, did you know that Greece has four golf courses and our properties are right there. <laughs> so it's almost like a topic of conversation along the way too, which is great. It turns into a sales call is what you're telling it does. me. does. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that. So you can write it off, whatever that means sometimes. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. And I, we always like to ask our partners too, if we do go shopping, where can we go that we're actually supporting the local economy too? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them usually have great suggestions of stores and businesses. Um, as I said, just going back to my recent experience in Sri Lanka, um, we wanted to go to a gem shop and they took us to a place where they knew the owners, they were very comfortable with their product. They knew that they would treat us well, provide us good options. And we had a great experience shopping there. So um, we're thankful that our clients are flexible and, and will indulge us in our endeavors, I yeah. should say. Well, I know, and I've seen so many things. So it can be a bazaar, a marketplace, high-end shops, or like you said, little local outlets. So it, mm -hmm. uh, it's the, the, we cast the net wide. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Tara, did you have anything else to add on that? Or um, I think good? do you ever ship anything back? Sometimes I wonder, do you ever make purchases to oh, the yeah. point where you're like, I cannot carry this back with me? <laughs> oh, me I ship things up. all the time. <laughs> okay. I ship things all the time. So I, I mean, I love to shop. So I don't have any hobbies. My hobby is work. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so shopping is like the one thing that I just really enjoy. Um, I, I love lifestyles. So I think that kind of goes along even hand in hand with what we do. And mm-hmm. so I really love to shop, but I also love to find a good deal. So, you know, all of those designer goods that you get here, if you shop in the airports, you are going to save so much money. Um, I told Marilena the last time I was in Rome, she made my transfer way too early and it was way too dangerous because I ended up shopping in the airport and buying way too much, (laughs) but I probably saved 40% on these designer goods. So I guess it's worth it. So it doesn't count, right? It doesn't count. No. What do they call it? Girl math? Yeah. So it doesn't doesn't count. (laughs) So... You know, I just find that the prices are better. I'm, I always, especially with designer goods, I'm finding I won't purchase them in the U.S. anymore. I'll only purchase them mm-hmm. when I'm abroad because they really are much less expensive. One, But also so much of what we're getting abroad, you can't get in the United States. I wear things mm-hmm. all the time. They're like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Where did you get that? I'm like, oh, it's Italian linen because you cannot get linen like that in the U.S. <laughs> true. <laughs> or the true. style of dress or so. I just, I love things that are a little bit different and it's just, again, they're memories, they're tangible memories, but yes, I ship things all the time. I mean, I bought a Turkish rug, uh, I've bought pottery. I, you know, my house is full of items from my travels and it's kind of like these heirlooms are for my kids. I don't know if they appreciate them or if they ever will, but this is kind of like my like my trophy room yeah in things that maybe my kids will take one day and remember their mother so yeah oh I think that's actually really beautiful and again I think that's one of the nice things about travel are those unique items experiences things that you can't really find at home um but that stir a memory and that's really what it's all about so are there any last thoughts or advice or tips that you want to share Uh, with our listeners as road warriors so all right i'll go first go ahead are you no go ahead okay well i always say you know travel is fun is exciting you get to meet people and personalities from all over the world but you also can enjoy it if you don't take care of yourself and stay healthy so it is something always on the back of my mind like i i keep certain rituals and routines like taking my vitamins in the morning stretching and trying to get some sleep in any way shape or form and it's a way to like trick your body that you're still sticking to a routine and schedule because if we're not healthy we can't help our clients we can't help our advisors and so we just have to make sure that we're healthy and happy so my of yourself and enjoy every moment of it that's true i think that's a great tip jamie um yeah i get the question a lot of you know you're traveling alone all the time is it safe so I, it's, it's such an interesting question, but I would say it is safe. But what I always do and what I encourage Jamie to do is, you know, don't take a taxi from an airport, get a transfer. We have so many partners, make sure you're with a bonded and insured driver. 
Make Mm -hmm. sure you're not doing anything abroad that you wouldn't do at home. I think sometimes when people travel, they kind of lose um, their reasonability or their caution. So if you wouldn't do it at home, don't do it when you're traveling. And always have a copy of your passport with you and a photograph of the passport on your phone too. Oh, that's smart. Yes. Good advice through and through. Lots of fun tips for, again, like I said, I think everybody can glean a little something, whether you're a seasoned traveler or a newbie. I think there's great tips here. And um, I have to say, I enjoy when Jamie and Tara are traveling as we work through every single one of these things uh, in real time here at Wanderlux Destinations. They make it seem so effortless, but I know that there is a ton of work that goes into every single thing. Um, So ladies, thank you once again. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. We hope that some of this information was useful and helpful to you. And for more on Wanderlux Destinations, head on over to our website, wanderluxdestinations.com. And don't forget to follow us at socials at Wanderlux Destinations. So thank you both for joining me again. Take care.